Good morning, church. Well, it's not actually morning here at the moment. Uh, Pastor Mark and I are recording this session uh, for Sunday morning. It is actually Thursday afternoon, but uh, we are doing a very special service this morning at the church. We are first time back for a uh, group together as one. Uh, we're not doing two services. And we're doing a large fellowship time today during church services. And so we thought it would be better to sit and talk with you guys for a few moments than it would be for you to watch us talking to one another and eating and sharing and fellowshipping. So we've gathered together this morning and we just really want to talk about um, where we've been this year, what God has laid on our heart, what he has moved in us. Um, and where he's taken us and what we really think that that will hopefully lead us to as a church in the days ahead. If you had the opportunity to watch last week's uh, message, you know that uh, we laid out uh, really what we think is uh, God's plan for the church and how any church, every church should be built, uh, the foundations it should be built on, the uh, things, the pillars that will hold it up. And uh, the, the roof that will cover it and uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch that I would encourage you to go watch that um, it will tie into what we're talking about today um, part of what we wanted to do today or what I wanted to do today as Mark and I were here together is to give you a little bit of an insight of what it looks like when the two of us get together it looks a lot like this a little messier normally than it is right now but there's a cup of coffee in front of me Bible's out and uh, we have a lot of conversation where we just talk about what God's doing in our lives, what God's doing in the church, what we see that we want God to be doing in our church and in our people and in our own lives and how it relates to scripture. And uh, so we're going to we're going to kind of begin with just a conversation that we hope to include you in. And uh, hopefully in the process of this, God will give you some nuggets that you can draw out be encouraged today and uh, maybe some things that you can um, stick in your pocket that will help you as you walk through this week uh, that we're getting ready to face because none of us know what that week will hold and none of us know what we're going to need from God during the midst of it but we uh, trust knowing that God is going to be there with us um, we uh, have been talking already this afternoon as we uh, gathered together just a little bit about discipleship and about what God has been doing. It really began with the idea of memory verses. Um, we really felt like that it was important for God to um, seal his word in our minds and in our hearts, specifically because the scripture says that if we hide the word of God in our hearts, it will, it will help us to keep from sin. And uh, that's a, a great, great thought, but it's not an easy action. First off, as you get older, it gets harder to memorize. There's a, either a lot less room in my data bank, or it's filled with a whole lot more garbage, or I'm just not as diligent, probably, as I should be at working at it. But I think the one thing that I've been impressed with this year at our church is that I think most everybody has gotten January and February's memory verse. It, it kind of set in as what we thought for the year. And that's very simply Mark 12, 
30 and 31, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. As we were talking a few moments ago, that is just such a simple verse. There's nothing complex there. Love God above everything else. Love the people around you like you love yourself. That's pretty simple. Christianity made easy. Yeah, only easy and simple are not the same thing. And that's the problem. Sometimes it's not as easy as it is simple. And so um, we want to talk about how we can love God with all our heart. How we can be more focused with loving God the way we should. I don't think there's anybody in our church, I don't know about you, but I, I can't think of anybody in our church that I would honestly say, you know, I just don't really think they love God like they ought to. Or they're not really concerned about loving God the way they ought to. They're just kind of ambivalent to it. I think everybody in the church wants to love God. Yeah, they, they either do or they, they either love God or they want to love God. You know, there's a lot of people in the world that don't believe in God, don't want to love God. They, they even hate God. But, but especially in our church, I, I just don't find that ambivalence to be even a part of what goes on. But what I find is it, that it, it wavers. It, it just kind of, it's, it's, I love God today, and I don't necessarily love God tomorrow. Or I'm not thinking um, about loving God at the moment. I'm just doing something else. Life gets hard. Yeah. I get distracted, and I just kind of forget all about God. Right, and I think I keep him in a in a Sunday morning spot in my life, and and I don't I don't get him down off the shelf during the week. It's easy on Sunday morning because I'm coming here, and I'm this is the time I'm supposed to come, and I'm going to put my love God heart in and my love God hat on and my love God clothes on, and I'm going to go to church with other people who are doing the same thing, and I'm going to love God. And we've got worship and we've got a message yeah. and, we and i'm around people all the stuff that helps for it. me yes but monday morning at work or tuesday morning picking up the kids from wherever they're at or wednesday afternoon the kids have been home for three days and life and doesn't always feel like it's for you yeah in the middle of the week in fact i think probably most of us can agree that very often life feels like it's against us out there in the middle of the week more often than not. Yes. More often than not. Um, so there's a couple of things out of the book of James that we were talking about a little earlier, and I thought we might uh, kind of share that with you. Um, one of them is this idea of, of being frustrated with knowing what to do, knowing how to do. How, how do I love God like I should? Uh, I, probably one of the questions we get more than any other at um, at some version of this question is this. How do I do a better job of, of living for Christ? How, 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 do, how can I be a better Christian? How, how can I get this? I struggle with this thing. And, and we all do. But one of the things that, that I thought about was what James said in James 1. In verse number 5, he says, Do any of you need wisdom? Well, 
that's what we're just talking about. I who, do. You know, who needs wisdom? Somebody has a question. Let, let me go to the preacher. No, ask God for it. He is generous and joys giving to everyone. So he will give you wisdom. But when you ask God, you must believe. Don't doubt him. Whoever doubts is like a wave in the sea that is blown up and down by the wind. I, I just love that description of, of what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about a person who is trying to figure things out. They're, they're seeking God for help and direction in their life. And it says to ask, believing that God is going to, to be there for you and that he's going to respond to you. He's going to answer you. But in the midst of all of this, you're just kind of all over the place. You're, you're not really sure whether God's hearing you, whether the word teaches whether or not God believes in you. You don't know enough about what the word says to know whether you're in the right place. Maybe that thing you did a couple weeks ago, you really said, God, you know, I, I'm sorry I did that, but you don't really know, did he really forgive me? You know, I might have to pay a price for that still. I, there's some penalty here. Well, I think the other thing that people experience, kind of the opposite of that, is they have a moment where everything just kind of comes together spiritually for them. And if that's happened a lot with people in our church during this pandemic, coronavirus, everybody at home, people are doing at-home worship. We were doing church at home. I mean, this is something we've done a lot of over the last several months. And, and they're watching the pastor on the porch or they're watching me in my living room. And they have this, this moment with they have worship music going at home. They've got their Bible open. They're taking notes and everything just kind of comes together. And they just feel like, I've got this. I've got this connection with God. Everything's going good. I'm, I'm figuring this out. I'm doing this Christian thing. I've got a handle on it. And then the next day, they get a flat tire. Or the next day, the, the, the grocery store is out of something they needed or something they wanted. They, they, on my side. They, they, get, they get some bad news on the phone. or just, Life just gets frustrating. Just normal life stuff. When all of a sudden that spiritual high you were on is gone and you start to question all right was was that real did I do it right or maybe if I did it right it would still be here so maybe I might not have done it right or or maybe I just didn't understand it or or how can I replicate it and how can I get back to that and then instead of spending real time with God they get caught up just trying to replicate what they did yesterday or what they did on Monday to make them feel like they did on Monday. And so it doesn't really matter if you're if you're on the low side of it or you're on the high side of it. What what happens is is that he says here very quickly, very very confidently that whoever doubts is like a wave in the sea that's blown up and down by the wind. And that's what I think I see so much in in believers today. So many of our folks that that I love in our church I have to confess so many times in my own past, I'm just up and down. Just, just everything that comes around blows me one way or the other. And he said, if, if you're a person who wants God's wisdom, which is the word, you have to come believing that this word is true. We talk about memorizing the word, putting it into our lives. He said, listen, you need to, to take that in and you need to to not doubt because people like that that are thinking two different things at the same time they can never decide what to do 
they should not think that they will receive anything from the Lord. The, the point I guess I'm trying to make in this is that there's got to be some stability, some steadfastness, good biblical word, yeah. steadfastness. There's got to be some foundation. Yes. yes. And that really comes from Scripture. It comes from spending time not with the pastors, not even with other believers. It comes from spending time with God. Knowing who God is, spending time in the Word, spending time with Him in prayer, things that we have begun to talk about and really are focusing on at the church and are going to focus more and more on. We have simplified our approach for what we think we need to be doing here at the church. You're hearing about that. But as simplified as it is, it's not easy. It takes real dedication. It takes, it takes perseverance. It takes um, it takes some faith to walk through this. And, and so um, we really want to um, encourage you to spend time in the Word. Spend time working on memorizing these verses. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Shannon has everything posted online now. Every memory verse from January through August. Through September. Sorry, she's got September loaded. Okay. Right. Um, and, and, and the reason, part of the reason why I'm telling you this is, you know, go back in the verses that you haven't memorized yet. Go back and work on them. You say, well, that's just so much, so overwhelming. Work on, you've got September, October, November, December, four months. I can tell you right now, September, October, and November's memory verses are one verse each, and they're really simple verses because we're tying together a pattern there. So go back and work on some of these other verses. Spend time making the effort. Spend time asking God to help you memorize, to help you remember these verses, to help you hide these verses in your heart so that you can be strengthened in your walk with the Lord. Um, we really think that, that, that that's a big part of what we're talking about doing that will make a difference. It's founding this, this foundation of Scripture that we talked about last week, of reading it, memorizing it, spending time talking over it with other believers. Um, the other thing that, that we kind of wanted to lead towards today was um, the realization that wanting to do the right thing and doing the right thing are not necessarily the same thing. Wanting is a good thing, but doing matters and I think we've, we've raised a generation of believers that come to church and they listen to what's being said spectators consumers of Christianity and great rather than doers of Christianity they, they like a like a ball game or a movie come in you get your seat you get your get your coffee and you get your milk duds and watch the show you get your takeaway from it you know, if you know, I, I grab that line out of the movie. I'll never forget that movie line. We laugh about that a lot. We won't share any of those with you at the moment, but we have movie lines that we share with each other all the time because things that we've watched through the years, these lines have stuck with us and we've consumed them. Now, they haven't made a difference in my life. Those movies didn't put anything in my pocket. Right. They didn't. They haven't advanced me in any great way. Um, in any substantial way in my life, but 
But I've stuck those things in. That's part of the junk filling up my files in, in my mind. And unfortunately, I think that's what happens at church. I think so many people come in. I mean, I did for years. You come in. I, I pull up my seat. I, I'm ready to see what God has to say to me. Preacher, preach. Right. right. Talk to me. Tell me something. God may even speak in that moment. And he may say, do this. He may say, you need to stop doing that. But if all I ever do is hear the command, if all I ever do is read the command, if I never take it to the next step, I'm missing out dramatically. Pastor Mark's got a passage in uh, James chapter 1 that uh, we want to highlight in, uh, I think it's what, verse 22? Yep. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And I do. I think we deceive ourselves into thinking we're good Christians when we are those hearers only. When we just come in and we get our milk duds and we sit and we consume and, yeah, I'm a good Christian. I did my church for the week. And then we go back home and come back again next Sunday and get some more. And and we're, we're taking it into this consumer mindset even when we watch videos at home or listen to sermons online or read our Bibles or we can be doing all this stuff all week, but we have this consumer mindset. We're just taking it in. It's we're not just, changing. We're just watching it. We're just spectators of it. Yeah, when was and the last time something from Scripture grabbed you and changed you? You no longer do what you were doing because the Scripture said you don't need to do that anymore. And that can happen. Oh, but, but you've got to spend a lot of time with it. For it to be able to grab you that way, and it can, and it does often, but it won't if you're just doing kind of surface level, almost, if you're just sitting with your feet propped up and you're watching it, if you're not engaging with it. The, the example that I've used often is it's not supposed to be like a, like we're filling the stands to watch a sporting event. Sunday morning church, that's like the locker room pep talk. Monday, yeah. you're out on the field and you're playing the game. Yeah, what's your number? <laughs> yeah, because Monday is where you are. You are suited up as a Christian and you are out there ready to go or not ready to go, but you're out there and, and everybody's running toward you. And instead of just being in the stands watching that, you're, you're in life experiencing it. And if you're not ready for it, you're just going to get run over. Well, and it's easy to sit in the stands and complain about the coach right. or complain about the team. It's easy to sit in the stands and be that, that armchair quarterback on Monday morning. Man, if they'd have just run this play, if they'd have just, if that guy had just run that route and turned there, I can't believe he didn't catch that. I'm wearing my brown shirt. We, we, <laughs> we excel at knowing on Monday what we should have done on Sunday. Yeah. yeah well, we don't ever do it on Sunday, but we just, we know by Monday what we should have done. And, and, and I think the church has become that. Yeah. We, we, we've become good at looking at the panoramic of what we call church, and we're not doing what the coach has called for us to do. Right, and, right. And, I, and, and let me say, having said that, I, this is not meant to be a criticism of our church necessarily um, if anything maybe it's a criticism of my own life um, 
we had a, a great time yesterday at, at the church. We had our first Wednesday on prayer time from 11 to 1 uh, in the afternoon. And we had a great group of folks here. Uh, we had a tremendous time of prayer together. It just flew by. I mean, those, those two hours went by like like nothing. I was so 15 or 20 minutes yeah. is, what it, is what it felt like. It just, it was amazing. Um, as we prayed together. If you weren't here, you really missed it. You yeah. really, you really it, missed it. As we out. prayed together for our church and for one another and for our community. And as, as all of this was going on, um, you know, I came to the realization I don't pray enough. One of the uh, the folks in the, in the uh, prayer time, one of the things they prayed for was that, you know, I don't spend enough time praying. It made made them aware of, even though they, they are a person who prays, that, that they don't spend enough time in prayer. Um, they don't spend enough time in the Word. And it made me aware um, of that very fact. You know, how, how little time every day, truthfully, out of my day, how little time I spend really reading the Word, prayerfully asking God to to give me wisdom in the word, wisdom over our church. And and, and so I, you know, I'm not well, we, throwing rocks at the church. I'm saying this is stuff for all of us. You and I have had this conversation several times, a little, little sneak peek behind the curtain in the life of a pastor. <laughs> it is so easy to spend a whole lot of time in the word, getting ready for Wednesday night, getting ready for Tuesday morning, getting ready for Sunday morning, getting ready for, for Sunday night. And it's real easy to sort of trick yourself. Call that, and 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 you feel like, oh, I spent a lot of time in the Word this week, but but not really, right? Not not in a personal way. Not like when I just take my Bible and a cup of coffee out to the porch and just spend an hour or two or three just just reading. Because right. when I'm reading and writing stuff down and getting ready for Wednesday, that's that's almost like rehearsal as opposed to. To really doing it, and and it's the idea of reading with, okay, God, what are you telling me? What am I going to find in this reading? If, if this was our reading today, and He said, "Do what God's teaching says. Don't just listen and do nothing. You know, be a be a doer, not just a hearer only." If that's if that was our reading today, then that's the only verse you read. And that's God saying, Mark, go out there and do this Christian thing. Don't listen to it. Don't read about it. Don't just hear it today. Go do it today. Then you have to start saying, you know, okay, what does that mean for me today? Because what it means for Mark, what it means for Steve, may not mean what it means for you. In fact, I can almost guarantee you it won't necessarily mean the same specific every day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's some general things it will mean for as believers, but the specifics, there'll be specifics for your life and my life that are different. And, and so what am I doing about what I'm hearing? Because I'll be honest with you, and this is, this is again, a little peek behind the curtain. What we've talked about a lot lately when we're together is I'm not looking for a church that's filled up to the rim with people just to be filled up with the rim with people. I'm looking for a church that wants to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit of God in their lives. That will press me, that will stretch me, 
It calls me to be more than I am by myself. Yeah. I want to be a part of a church, not not just because I'm the pastor. I want to be a part of a church that that really understands fellowship is not just sitting around a table and drinking coffee and talking and eating. It is living life together. It is being there for one another. It is it is being of the same mind of Christ. One of the things that we talked about probably a year ago as we started to talk about what, what we thought 2020 was going to look like. 2020 didn't look anything like what we, we thought it was going to look like. We didn't paint that but, well. but as we were talking about that, one of the things that we shared was it would be really exciting to preach at a church where you didn't feel so much like you were leading, but you felt like you'd be running to catch up to them. Right. You'd be running to keep up with them. And and we, in a lot of ways, we're seeing, we're seeing that we're, we are getting there. Um, people have embraced the the memory verses, right? People have embraced the uh, the reading plan that we we put out. We've got the thing out every every day. <coughs> Excuse me, as we as we read through Psalms, and people have really embraced that. And and that is that is kind of good. We come up with this reading plan, and then sometimes I'll come in here on a Sunday. And I'll be two or three or four days behind, and somebody will come up to me and they'll start talking to me about what they, what, what they were reading yesterday, what they were reading on Friday, and and I'll start feeling like I have got to run to stay caught up, and that's a really encouraging feeling. Yeah, that's not discouraging. That's encouraging because it's like they're getting it. Right. They're they're getting it. They can understand what what we want to have happen in here. You know, we 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 planned this. Wednesday morning prayer time. And to be really honest, we tried not to have any expectations. Um, but if I had to be fair about it, I would say that I had my expectation was Pastor Mark and I'll be here and maybe one or two people might show up, kind of roll in and out. We had a lot more than one or two. And we had, at the same time, we had four people um, in the church serving at Lamb on the same time frame that I'm sure some of them would probably have been at the prayer right, time. Right. Um, we have others that were not able to be here, but were praying at home. And, yeah. and this, you know, I got excited yesterday because I started thinking, what could this be if we began to see our church gather together just to pray and to seek God and ask God to move in our lives and to really be open to the Holy Spirit directing us and moving us and, and we begin to see the power of God move in us, not just us trying to come up with good ideas right. to move one another. And we begin to see how God can work in a, in a body of believers. Um, and, it, and it all comes from these foundational, elemental things that we're trying to set in place for the church. So Bible reading and prayer is really the, the cornerstone. I, I have told teenagers many times that when I pray, that's my chance to talk to God. When I open this word and sit with it, that's his chance to talk to me. Right. That's my chance to hear him tell me things and show me things about my life. So both of those things together, if you want to get better at human Christianity, read your Bible and spend some time talking to God. And I don't think I'd give you any advice better than that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Well, 
that's kind of what we wanted to say today. We wanted to, to encourage you. We wanted to thank you for what you are doing. Um, the men's ministry is, is growing. They've gotten excited. They've gotten behind. The church has gotten behind this idea of building the uh, cubbies. Oh, yeah. Uh, completely paid for. Several men have, have put in uh, an extensive amount of work. And the building process is almost finished. We're going to be delivering them this weekend. Um, we've got um, the, the Lake Erie Ministries, the LAM program is going on. We've got people working there every week. We've got people working with answers. We, we've got things going on in our church, physically with our church. We've got people in our church that are actually reaching out to one another, meeting those needs. And so um, it's just great to be able to say that we see God doing what exactly what we had hoped would be happening. God is working in our church and we're encouraged by it and we hope you are. What we want to encourage you is to stay steadfast. Yeah. Make it about the word of God. Make it about spending time with him. Make it about time with Jesus. And, and I want to tell you, for some of you young moms, for some of you dads, for some of you seniors, where you think that it's just, you're overwhelmed with life. Um, you've either passed the faith place where you're prime and you can do, and you wanna be able to do and you can't do, or you're at that place in, in life where you're so overwhelmed with your circumstances of life that you feel like you don't have enough to give. Make your life about spending time with Jesus. Make time for him every day in the word. Make time to talk to him. Not just snippets throughout the day, but carve out some time. Start with 15 minutes. Start with 30 minutes. But don't leave it there. Get to know him. Let him into your world. Obey what he tells you. Follow through with where he, where he directs you. Your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen. Pastor Mark, you want to close us in a word of prayer? We'll close up for the day. We'll look forward to seeing you online again next Sunday morning as we start back in a new series. A good series. A really good series on the fruit of the Spirit, what we ought to look like as believers. We're excited about it. All right. Lord, it's so good to spend some time with Pastor Steve, to spend some time with our church family. Um, and sometimes it feels like an extended church family because we don't get to see them all. As, as often as we would like. And, and Lord, our, our heart is that we are a family. And it doesn't matter whether you're here every Sunday or you can make it once in a while or maybe you have just been home and you haven't been here since February or March. You are still a part of the family. And, and we still miss you incredibly. And, and we are looking forward to the day that we are, this uh, pandemic is behind us and that we are all back together Again, without any restriction or without any worries, but, but in the meantime, what can we learn from this season we are in? And Lord, I think one of the things that it is showing Fresh Start Fellowship is that we need to boil down to the essentials. We need to spend more time reading our Bibles. We need to spend more time talking to God in prayer. Um, the pastor has felt that in his life. I have felt that in my life. And, and that is just our, our heart for all of the people that we serve. Uh, Father, if we can become a church that talks to you every day, 
and a church that reads your word every day, um, we will be serving you in ways that we cannot even imagine. Lord, I pray for all those that, uh, that are struggling right now, whether it's financially or they're struggling with their health or, or struggling with work or struggling with family or whatever. Lord, Lord, I pray that you would just touch uh, a healing touch into the lives of those in our church family or anybody who's watching this, even if they're not a, a part of our family, that, uh, that you would just heal, that you would just work miracles, that you would just fix things so that we can get on with the business of serving you. Lord, I pray that everything we do for the rest of today would honor you, would glorify you, would lift you up, and that you would give us opportunities for the rest of the day to set our eyes upon you and see what it is that you want to tell us today. I just pray all this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. See you next week.